0: This is Grow With Game Truck. Find us on Spotify or anywhere you get your podcasts. And welcome in everybody today to another fine edition of Grow With Game Truck. You can see I've got a busy screen today full of great guests. <laughs> I've got Mark Strano here to my left. left? <laughs> <laughs> Mark, how are you today?
1: Doing oh, well, Steve. How are you?
0: Awesome. Mark uh, heads our corporate sales. I've got Stacy Knight to the right of him, left of him, right of I'm him. I'm over here.
2: <laughs> hey,
0: Stacy, How are you today?
2: Good. How are you?
0: Fantastic. Uh, and I've got, of course, Scott Novus, our founder and CEO down at the bottom hey, left. Yeah. And we've got Kat and little Evie. <laughs> got to catch them all, just like Pokemon, right?
3: Yes, <laughs> that's very true.
0: How are you, Kat, today?
3: Good, good. Well, Steve, did you know that my husband and I actually met playing Pokemon Go?
0: I did not know that. No, really, that's amazing. Yep, that's
3: how that, we met.
0: That sounds awesome. <laughs> so, was it a was it a, a situation where you were yeah like out somewhere, or was it was it an online thing? What was it? How did you guys? You, we, was it uh, a tournament.
3: Well, we lived in a very historic town, and so when it first came out, it was something that everybody did. So everyone would go walk our historic floodwall murals, and so that's how we connected.
0: Wow, that's amazing. See, that's connecting cool. through gaming, that's yeah. what we do,
3: right?
2: <laughs> yep. that's awesome. that is. Let's go. That what a is. great
0: story. No kidding. And, uh, of course, little Evie there, uh, she's got a little bit of uh, congestion today. So uh, she's getting a little extra mama love today, right? That's right. Again, what we do, family, company, we absolutely, uh, you know, all of our owners, you know, all of our, all of everybody in our, in our company, we, uh, you know, we saddle up and uh, we take care of each other. And of course our children and our family, very, very important. So Mm. today, very, very excited to announce, we're going to be talking about sales and uh, sales Uh, is pretty important, right? Like you kind of need money to run a A business, right? Eh, just a little bit. Right. So, uh, so yeah, so we've got a, you know, we've got a few special topics we're going to go over today. Uh, and of course we have one special segment, which Scott's going to go over and I'm sure Mark and Stacy have a little bit of feedback on this as well, which is the special segment is how to handle price objections. So you can see how to handle price objections coming up as our special segment, stay tuned. That's what we call a tease here in the business. And uh, we will be uh, we will be going over that here in just a minute. But first, we're going to talk a little bit about consumer sales. And I want to turn this over to Scott um, and let him
2: kind of... <laughs> first of all, he showed us... Uh, love <laughs> Let's look at his background, uh, <laughs> Love one. technology, especially well, yeah, when it wonderful works. Wonderful technology. Just
0: kind of... That was uh, too it's much great. fun. Okay. Sorry about that. So, no, that's okay. How we are... Tell us a little bit about uh, consumer sales, Scott, and, uh, you know, how do you keep up? What does it look like?
4: Well, I think one of the things, especially in a business like ours, um, when you get into it, you really need excellent sales systems. So I remember in the previous episodes, we talked about marketing. Like, how do you get people to find you, especially when you don't have a storefront? Um, you know, we're a physical service. We show up, right? So it's, you can have a great website, but how do do you get scheduled how do you get on the calendar and a lot of times when i talk to people about selling there's this sort of um a stigma people like i don't want to be a used car salesman um you know a lot of people have that sort of reaction to sales but honestly um and and stacy and mark i'd love to hear your perspective on this is we view selling is it's it's absolutely part of the service somebody wants to have a great experience our job is to help get them on the calendar, right? Get that event scheduled and help, you know, answer their questions so they're comfortable and confident they're going to have the experience they want to have. Stacey used Absolutely. to
0: run uh, the sales team, right? You were the sales team director here. So tell us yep. a little bit about your perspective on uh, consumer sales.
2: Yeah, so uh, just a quick little brief little snippet history about me. I've been with, uh, with Game Truck. I started from the local level, uh, booking parties as a stay at home mom, similar to, to cat's life, Uh, a lot of little ones. So I started, started booking parties and I've worked my way up and I've been doing this for nine years. August was my, my nine year anniversary. So had, had a lot of conversations, had a lot of booking, booking talks with moms and dads. Um, and and all types of customers Um, one of the things that makes this job so easy is that they look for you they already know what they want you just have to seal the deal that's it um that they're wanting that excitement they're wanting the wow factor they see our trucks and trailers on on the road or they see us at a party or because their child attended a party um they already they already know who we are they want to know what a little bit more about what we do um, but they already want us. So booking, booking and selling what we do to a customer is actually a lot easier than one might think.
4: Absolutely. I mean, that's fantastic. I mean, you know, thank you for, for sharing that perspective. Um, because I mean, that's part of it too. When you have really great marketing systems, it's a lot of inbound. Yeah. You know, you're, you're responding to people that are reaching out to mm-hmm. you, right? Stacy,
2: you are. You are. They're calling you. They're asking you. So it's it's very different in any kind of sales that I've ever been in. I've done a lot of a lot of sales, um, Did fire alarm, access control, all that stuff. And that you do actually have to go out and call and find your customers and find your data database of people that you're going to sell to. Um, whereas this, they're coming to you. They're they're on our website. They're sending in the leads. They're asking for information. They're calling. They're having conversations. Um, the biggest thing is hyping up that excitement in the booking process and in the conversation that you're having with your customers to just further drive that excitement and them wanting to say, oh, my God, here's my credit card. Like, here, take my card. How can I do this right now? Um, that's that's the thing.
4: Well, let me ask you another question. So why have a sales team? Why would an, why doesn't an owner just do this themselves? And I don't know some do, but like what? you know what's involved like what does this look like to fill a trailer with parties
2: that's an excellent question and one of my favorite favorite things that I have heard from one of our board members Dave McClurg (laughs) is our owners need to be the mayor of their town and the mayor of their location meaning they need to be out there and they need to be kissing babies shaking hands getting the word out getting the training of their people like socializing and doing all of that stuff so when you have a sales team the sales team handles all of that for you so they they handle all of the easy stuff because a lot of it is having a conversation with a customer on what we do why we do it and what makes us so special what sets us apart from our competitors Um, a lot of that most of us can do in our sleep as far as our sales team goes that's what we do we're geared to help our owners drive those sales and make those those trailers full and get those trailers full um, so that the owner can be out doing what owners do best. And that's running, running their location.
4: Awesome. Now, as we have learned over the past year, corporate sales is a little bit different, isn't it, Mark? Yeah. Um, a little bit different. Absolutely. So what are some of the big differences you see? And like, uh, I know one of them is how long it takes to close a deal. Uh, like, uh, a birthday party. I think, Stacy. you can probably help somebody in under 20 minutes for sure, uh, maybe even less than 10 sometimes. But Mark, how long does it, like, tell me about corporate stuff. What does that look like when you're trying yeah. to work with a business instead of a family with kids and a birthday party? Like, What's important yeah, yeah. there?
1: A- absolutely. A little bit different um, on the corporate side of things. Um, it's much more outbound prospecting as opposed to an inbound uh, generation um, with the lead. So The typical turnaround time we're looking at about two weeks uh, seems to be about average. Uh, Most of the time, it's us reaching out to the corporations. The good thing is Steve and Stacy's team do such a great job on the birthday side. A lot of people that I'm dealing with have had parties for their children, so they understand who we are and what we do. Um, The biggest thing is they didn't realize we do corporate sales, so that's one of the biggest obstacles that we overcome, um, getting them to realize that we do more than just birthday parties during the week, something that we're trying to grow. Um, And the value that we bring to the companies, um, not only just for fun, but a lot of the uh, people that are joining these organizations grew up playing video games and probably had parties when they were kids. So it just folds in nicely to team builders, parties, um, you know, anniversaries, things like
4: that. So it works really well. Is the process also a little more involved? Because it's like they're not just whipping out a credit card going, great, I want Tuesday at 1 o'clock. Don't you get involved in sort of like there's more documentation and like, yep. you know, statements of work and stuff like it, more planning that's involved when you're doing a corporate event?
1: Yeah, great point. Um, that's typically what causes the two week or so, uh, lead time. It's a lot of back and forth. They want to make sure they're crossing their T's, dotting their I's with all the documentation, making sure that we have our insurance and then all of the, um, Uh, contracts, they go back and forth. So sometimes there's some red lines of things we need to take care of on the legal side of things, which kind of bogs down the sales process. So keeping the company excited about the product is something that we need to do during that two week downtime. Um, But again, going back to uh, to Steve and his team, they do such a great job with the marketing and we have such a a niche product that they're excited to get involved with. So that's uh, typically less of a problem. It's more about uh, getting all the legal stuff taken care of and getting the contract signed.
4: No, right on. So I, I, from a corporate sales point of view, a lot of it is you, you're being diligent, <laughs> you're reaching out, you're staying on top of it, and you're riding it to close. I want to go back to consumer sales for a second, because we talked about how great that is on inbound. Um, and we talked a little bit about the value the owner gets from it. But Stacey, let me ask you a question. What happens if we don't answer the phone?
2: Well, great uh, question. that's a very good question. And there's a couple of couple of options there for customers uh, if they really want us because they've either been to and experienced what we have to offer and they are dead set on I will pay you any amounts of money to be able to have you at my kids' party or have you at, at this event, they are relentless They will call text email they will they will try you until you get you on they get you on the phone. The other flip side of that is that they will get frustrated. You know, maybe they're looking to talk to somebody. So a lot of times if you're not right there and you're not picking up that phone and you're not responsive within that 24-hour period of that customer sending that information, they've already moved on and they've already contacted somebody else, Um, which isn't necessarily always a bad thing. Sometimes our competitors, you know... (laughs) Our competitors. Sometimes
4: they do a good job of selling right? for us.
2: Yeah. Um, and, I will say
4: that, you know, full disclosure, uh, yes. there are times <laughs> where people go, Oh, uh, I need to talk to game truck, but yeah. people it, are busy today. Right. So if you're not there are. when they're focused on you, um there's yeah. some crazy, like the longer you wait, like, do you remember what that is? Like the longer you wait, the harder it is to convert somebody is something.
2: It is. It is because the, the further out you go, It's like looking for looking for anything, right? When you're looking for something and you're planning something, you're in the phase of, I need to get this done because something else is going to hit my calendar. It's either going to be somebody else's birthday and that's a lot of it too, right? Moms are in competition, not just with each other on the, on the side of, Oh, I got to make my kids party the best party of his sixth grade year. Um, But you also have the I got to beat Johnny and Susie and Becky's mom to get my kids party hosted and scheduled so that we can have his party and everybody shows up and nobody's missing it. Then you've also got sports schedules. You've got all these other things that are coming at you. So moms and dads are not really wanting to take the time to wait for us. To be able to wait and respond at our leisure, they're looking for somebody who's going to answer the phone, answer those questions, and get that party booked so they can move on to the next phase of party planning, which is typically food and, and all the other good stuff that goes along with it, right?
4: Yeah, so let, let's actually talk about the scale of that. So they, you've got to get these calls when they come in. You've got to respond to these leads. and I think I, I just looked it up while you were talking, and it's like every five minutes you wait, your chance of converting that lead into a customer gets cut in half. So it falls off super fast because people are, you got to get them while they're thinking about it. How many leads a week? We just talked about this before we hopped on the call or per month. How many leads per month do you need to fill a trailer? A hundred. That's 125 week 100. per trailer. Yep. So if you're running an operation that has, oh, three trailers, how many phone calls a week are you expecting to make? <laughs>
2: well not just make but receive as well um, right things have kind of evolved so when I first got into the business and I say the business because that's what this is right we're running a business um, when I first got into it phones phones and voicemail and calls were were where it was um, and with evolution of communication technology and 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 just people's lifestyles were busy we're constantly on the go sometimes you know you call you don't get a message you call the number back, right? Not everybody listens to a voicemail, so we've actually changed our method and and have reached out via text message. Um, we found that's been extremely successful, um, and that's another way of reaching out and having a conversation with customers because you're having a conversation, whether it's via via phone or it's a via text. You're having that's a, a conversation great way to think about it. Customer. The conversations
4: you're trying right. to have, yes, and
2: you're having it with that customer on their time. Which makes it a little trickier, but you're still—it's still a conversation that you're having. you still—that sounds like a full-time that, job, that though. <laughs> it is. It is absolutely it is. That's why we have our kids and and everybody else involved in this business because it takes a it takes a village to raise a family. It takes a village to to run a a game truck location.
4: Well, and I think that's a really good point. As I talk about phones, but we have a lot of systems, right? Because they can book it themselves online. Um, they can, you can send them a quote via text or email. And isn't that like part of what we're seeing now is sometimes the role of sales. When we talked about helping is maybe not even a conversation is answering the one key question. Like they got just one question that's holding them back and you can give them the information and get them going again. And they'll, they'll finish the booking themselves, right?
2: Yes. Absolutely. So pre-COVID, little fun fact, pre-COVID back in 2019, uh, Dave McClurg, who's one of our board members and, and extremely influential in a lot of things that have happened with the sales team and with GameTruck. And it's just, he's a phenomenal person. Um, one of the things that he and I talked about back in 2019 was what if you had two sales teams and here I'm, I'm new. To the corporate side, right? And I'm thinking you're out of your mind. Two sales teams, what? What? No way. What does that even look like? So we started talking about it. It was like inbound and outbound. What if we had that? Well, then COVID hit, and everybody hit the reset, and now we're back. And guess what? We have two sales teams. Actually, we have three. Uh, if you want to include include Mark's Mark's team with his. His, uh, oh, we absolutely he, include Mark. Yeah, that, that, that's a whole thing, right? That's <laughs> he's, not a whole he's a whole person, we count him. He's a whole thing. <laughs> so um, but we have our inbound and we have our outbound and we have goals set for each one of those teams. And what we're seeing here of late is that our outbound team is actually booking more parties than our inbound team because customers are communicating via text message, they're having that conversation, with our sales team, even our owners, our owners that, that do handle our their own, you know, bookings and mostly it's a, a lot of the smaller markets, right? Um, they haven't come back over to the sales team yet. They will. We're working on them. Um, but they will. They they will send the customer a, an email, send them a quote, or they pick up the phone and they call us and you know, are you ready to book? Nope, I'm gonna go online and do this now. And they do. So they're very self-efficient, and and having those sales processes and those systems in place to allow our customers to be able to do those things, like book a party online or having a conversation via text message with a rep or with yourself as the owner, is one of the great things that uh, we offer to to our owners as a game track owner.
0: Now, Stacy, I got a question for you real quick. Uh, you mentioned the sports schedules. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, kind of, you know, like the busyness of mom and dad and kind of booking their party and whatnot. So I got a question there, Um, you know, talk a little bit about what happens if your time is not available. Uh, You know, what kind of a conversation is that? Is that, you know, is that a pretty easy conversation to have? Is that a tricky conversation to have? What is what does that look like in terms of, uh, you know, when you're talking to mom and dad on the phone?
2: It depends on the customer. It really, it really comes down to the customer. It really does, right? Because one of the things that you have to overcome, aside from the the basics, right, the date. The oh time yeah, and, and, and by price. the way,
0: we are going to have how to handle price <laughs> objections, but also probably we should talk about other objections we got to overcome, right, as well. So, but price is right. one of those things. Right. Go
2: ahead. But as far as trying to overcome that, um, there there are ways around it. There's there are conversations to have. Um, Clarissa Hobbs leads our sales team now. Um, One of her things was, and and got her a lot of morning bookings, was do donuts instead of cupcakes. Have coffee and donuts. You know, have, have mimosas and donuts. Have, you know, have flair, sell it to the customer as it's a good thing. I used to tell customers all the time, and we'll still tell people, I wish my kids are all older now, but I wish someone back in the day had said, have a 10 a.m. party. And here's why. Because the rest of the day is on you and you don't have to worry about your child driving you insane. (laughs) What time is my party? What time is my party? How much longer? And you're checking your watch and you're like, if you ask me one more time, it's only (laughs) 1030. You may not have a party today, right? Or I may be bald by the time your party comes. I'm thinking
4: that. my kids were little. I remember those days of like right. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? We're never getting yes. there.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. Like you're locking your kids out of the house until it's
4: don't time. come back.
2: But yeah, I mean it it's it is based on the customer's flexibility and av- availability on the calendar. Saturdays are always the busiest day. Everybody wants to host a party on Saturday. Um You know, Sundays are not as appealing because that's the day, but it's always something that we do pitch is, you know, I know you were looking for Saturday at four. However, I have this date and this date and these times available if that might work. Or if you want to change your mind and think about doing an early morning, you have the rest of the day to yourself, you know, and have that conversation.
4: Well, I think the important thing there, and this is part of the service, is what they really want is not a time. They want a memorable experience, right? They want to have Mm -hmm. a phenomenal experience. They want to have, uh, uh, you know, a celebration with their kid that the kid really remembers, hopefully for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. And so part of what we're doing is helping them stay aligned with that priority and going, here's what we can do to help you get what you really want. And I say that because, uh, Stacey, you were around during the era before we offered laser tag, is people would call us and they'd be like, do you have laser tag? We're like, nope, we do a game <laughs> truck. We do one thing, we do it really well. And they're like, okay, I'll book a game truck party. I'm like, who does that? Uh, who calls? Our customers well, do
2: that. They
4: did that. They'd call to order one thing. We don't have, I'm like, well, I'll take your other thing. They're like, what are they really trying to buy? Mm-hmm. And then it's two, why weird. are we not selling them something they want to buy from us? So we offer laser tag now because we're all about, People playing together, and but there was this idea that what is it they actually want? Is it the thing? Is it the time? And it's it's the memory and the experience and the joy they want their kid to have. And a lot of what you're saying are that there are techniques we use, but it's really with that mind towards. Because I've seen you tell those stories of where you help a parent have a vision. For how they can have what they really want. Like the, the the time about the mom and the teen the young teen daughters and laser tag at night or something. How did that go? You it was just a great oh story. Oh my gosh.
2: Story. That was. So one of the things when I first started working for Game Truck, um, the owner that I started with, Tom Bookless, he was instrumental and believed fully that you cannot properly sell a game truck party without experiencing a game truck party. And when I say game truck party, that means the video game theater and laser tag. You had to experience it. You had to immerse yourself in it. And of course I wasn't a gamer. I'm still not really a gamer per se. My, my console is expired. It's outdated. I should say it's not expired. It's outdated. But his thing was, you have to experience it. You have to get in there so that when you are selling this, idea and this concept and you're painting this picture for your customers, you're speaking from experience and not just a piece of paper or something that I've painted for you, which was crucial. It really was. It was very crucial. So case in point, I had the lady that called with the laser tag and she's like, they're teen girls. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm like, Oh, it's easy. Glow party. She's like, what? I did it for my daughters. My daughter was turning 16. She wanted to have a laser tag party. She's not a, not much of a gamer. She's more of a, uh, outdoor run, you know, climb walls, rock wall climbing, all that stuff. I was like, we did laser tag. I had a bucket of was right around Halloween or just after Halloween. Um, I went and I bought as many glow sticks and wands and all this crap that I could possibly (laughs) buy, bought all this stuff, threw it in a bucket, threw the wands in one bucket, threw all the closures and the attachment pieces in another bucket. And in between pizza was perfect timing because they, and we're talking about 16 year olds, right? So they, they did a lot of crazy stuff. A couple of kids had it painted on their face and on their clothes. And I'm thinking, Oh my God, their parents are going to kill me. But while the guys were out, we were outside setting everything up, but I was getting everybody situated out there. They were inside painting themselves up and it ended up being, A fantastic time because you couldn't see laser tag like our our laser tag is infrared so you don't see a laser light My god we'd be in so much trouble right Um, so it's very different and our our laser tag always tell customers our laser tag is more of a spectator sport so like baseball or basketball or football where you want to have that engagement where you have to rotate the kids through because they will get tired trust me they they do they get worn out so they want to take turns and they want to share and they they kind of, you know, organically do that all themselves with the coaches. there running everything. But it was a great it was great experience. Um, I told her I was like, all I saw were lights running around, just these streaks of light because <laughs> they had it. They had it all over them. It was a it was great. And she booked it. She booked it and
4: I just love that story because it's an example from your personal experience but also how you're helping somebody craft a memory for the people they love their kids yeah um not a turn 90 degrees not that companies don't love their employees many of them do and respect them um mark how do you help owners like when you're dealing with businesses how do you help them paint a picture and understand what it is that we can do for them like how is it different when you're dealing with a Uh, a company. And I'd love to hear a little bit about your process because we talked about like 75 conversations a week for the consumer side, but you have a system too, don't you, to make sure that you're, um, like you said, a lot of outbound, like it's a lot of work to get those as well. So just, I'd love to hear a little bit about your process and your system.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll start with the process. Um, It's a multifaceted approach, whether it's uh, email Uh, Steve and his marketing team do a great job helping me out uh, with outbound email campaigns. And then it's obviously following up to those emails, uh, creating cold call lists where I'm actually making phone calls and finding the preferred mode of interaction with not not only just the consumer, but also on the business side. Um, I'm finding that text is becoming a lot more prevalent. Uh, That seems to be one of the modes of interaction that's growing the fastest. Uh, People are responding to my text quicker than they are emails and certainly phone calls. Uh, I would say probably email, text, and then phone call would be the the lineage of how quickly I'm able to respond to these clients. Um, One of the issues that I'm constantly facing with these uh, businesses is, especially post COVID, is how do they get the employees to come back to work? Not only come back, but enjoy coming back to work. Um, People are getting in this mode where they wanna work from home and everybody wants to work from home. And companies are uh, having a hard time with retention, keeping people in the office, especially with businesses that simply can't work in the at-home setting. Um, One of the things that marries nicely with Game Truck in the business, especially with that problem that they're trying to solve, uh, because that's the number one thing in business oriented sales, we're here to solve problems. Um, and the problem that we're able to solve or help them solve is to attract customer or clients or excuse me, employees to come back to the office. Um, and we do that through video games, whether it's with the truck, laser tag, or our gameplex, which is a outdoor or indoor um arcade setup similar to our truck, but it's in the uh not it's outside of the truck, I should say. Um and it gives the uh companies uh different, I guess, um Team builder that they're used to, not used to doing. Whether you know everybody does pizza parties, uh, bowling, and you know the the typical things that businesses do. Uh, but one of the things that we have that they can't get anywhere else is a economical way to get their employees to play video games. You know, there's Dave and Buster's and the companies like that, but it's quite expensive. Um, so we offer them an alternative solution, and we bring it right to their site. Um, And like I was talking about earlier, the age range of employees that seem to be working in offices these days, you know, the 20 to 30 year olds, they've been growing up playing video games. That's both male and female. Um, So we're able to tailor the games that we bring to fit the type of employees that they have. And we would work with the company prior to the event to say, hey, maybe you can pull your uh, employees to see what games they want to play, what they've played in the past. We can give them suggestions on previous um, events that we've done. Um, that have worked well. Um, so we're able to give the companies a new alternative way to bring people back to the office, have a fun engaging environment. Not only is it fun, but it builds team, teamwork, team energy. Um, and that's what the companies seem to be struggling with most of these days.
4: Interesting., oh, thank you for sharing that. Well, um, uh, that was great, Mark and Stacy having you on the show, um, especially because we have two sales professionals. Um, because it's, you know, marketing, obviously you got to have leads. People need to know who you are. Um, but you know, converting that interest, um, helping somebody go from curious to customer, um, is one of the most important things any business can do. Uh, I think it was Peter Drucker said, the purpose of a business is to find and keep a customer. Um, mm-hmm. and you heard from Stacy, there's a, a number of systems we have. And there's a lot of work that goes into the consumer side and you're hearing from mark very different sales process very different timelines um but again you need a uh, disciplined uh, process and systems to follow to be successful there and that's one of the things as you're you know looking at uh, whether it's a franchise like game truck or something else you want to get really clear what are the systems for marketing what are the systems for sales how do for us at game truck how do we get people on the calendar? You know, when they get on the calendar, they're a customer of ours, and we know we're going to deliver them a phenomenal experience. Um, and that is something we have to put a lot and have put a lot of thought and a lot of work into making it as easy as possible for somebody to become a game truck customer. And we have, as you can see, amazing people that work every day, um, helping as many people as possible become game truck customers, and as package that's one thing when you're evaluating a business you want to understand how is it sold that's a great idea how do you sell it so scott Um, are you are you saying when
0: you are a an owner or if you're thinking about becoming an owner at game truck you probably do better here because we have a sales system in place and we have a marketing system in place and and, yeah, and here I am uh, behind the Game Truck logo. I'm gonna come out from behind the shadows. <laughs> so we have a we have a, a sales system, we have a marketing system, and yes, folks, we like each other. <laughs> sales and marketing <laughs> like each other at Game Truck.
2: Who knew? We're actually friends outside of work. Who knew? Who knew right? That? We yes. actually Who like each that? other. You know
0: how rare it is to find a company where sales and marketing get along and actually collaborate on ideas. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, so if you're thinking about (laughs) wanting to become a franchise owner here, there's no better place because we've got systems in place that where we're going to be able to get you customers that are going to be able to look, you know, you're going to be able to look at our story. They're going to be inquiring about your territory. And then we've got people who can sell a party, you know, whether that's a business party to corporate or whether that's a consumer party to, you know, mom and dad who are looking to book a, you know, book some sort of a birthday event. Uh, we have the tools and the systems in place that you don't have to do it all by yourself, right, Scott?
4: Well, I think absolutely. I mean when you think about and we touched on a little bit of this, if you think about the job, right? If, and, and we had surveyed a number of independents, people that are, you know running on their own and the difference that we saw in lead volume, massively different being part of game Truck. To size and scale, like we have more two, three, four trailer, somebody's coming up to eight or nine trailers, more multi-unit operators. And I think every other concept in the country combined, um, I could be wrong about that. I didn't test any data, but i like, we have a lot of them. We're talking about businesses that scale and what do you want? What's your vision? Is it to have kind of a part-time job writing your one or two parties a weekend on a whiteboard? Or are you looking to actually run a business and to run a business that can scale? Like, where do you want your business to take you? Um, I've said this before that our vision for Game Truck is that it should be a vehicle that takes you and the people you care about somewhere you want to go. It should be a fun business that's fun to run. And if you start adding up all the work to, you know, you want to make money. Um, there's a certain scale you have to hit to start making what some people consider to be interesting money. Um, what does it take? What are all the tasks? And are you going to do all of that? Um, you think of one, a single truck operator, they're just going to exist at a certain scale because they have to do everything themselves. They have to do all the marketing, all the sales, run all the parties, do all the books by themselves. And you're doing all of it. And I know firsthand from when I started it, that's a seven day, 12 hour, 10 to 12 hour a day job. It's a lot of work. But if you're going to make something big, my mentor once told me, you got to get a lot of people involved and having systems that allows people like Stacy and Mark and Kat and you to come on board saying, I'll take this piece off your plate. I'll be really good at it. Allows us to scale and expand in a way that is almost inconceivable to do by yourself. And I think, That's the important thing here. That's why I keep focusing on systems, right? Like what are the systems that you have that run the business? And what we have learned of running at scale um, and expanding is that after a certain point, every one of these little tasks becomes a a serious job in its own right. And we can do a better job at those tasks if we have a sales team that can handle the leads are coming in. We've got a marketing team that's focused on you know, leads are coming in and we see the night and day difference of when people work with our system or they don't, the sheer quantity of leads goes from the four or five a week to the 25 a week. They need to keep a trailer at Mac. I don't even say maximum revenue capacity. Let's say optimal revenue capacity to where it is beginning to move the business in the direction you want to go. So you put all these things together. Um, that's the difference between being sort of Bubba in a truck. Uh, no disrespect. Bubba's a nice guy. like him a lot. Um, versus are you a business owner? Are you trying to run a business um, that is going to have be beneficial for you and your family and take you where you want to go? And the thing you, about Game Truck that I'm most proud of, and it is one of the things that I think our owners are most proud of, and I think everybody in this call, professionalism. Absolutely. We're very professional about what we do. And I think that's why we are the price leader in every market we're in, why we command a premium, because our values reflect our customers' values. They want a great experience for the people they care about. So they turn to the most professional company to get that great experience. Professional companies have systems. Professional companies are run by professionals. We are professional business owners. It's what we do for a living. And I think it shows up in the quality of our work and the people that you're getting to talk to. Now, speaking of price
0: and price leaders and just the (laughs) price in general, special segment, how to handle price objections. Scott, tell us a little bit about kind of your thought process on that. I want to hear from Stacy on this. I want to hear from Mark on this. Price objections. How do you handle them? What's your strategy? What's something? What are a few things you could tell the audience that is listening right now on the next time they're on a call with a customer and they're saying, you know what? It's just
4: expensive.
0: Scott, it's just expensive.
4: (laughs) I hear you. And so there's a couple of things around that. And there's definitely two mindsets. One of them is a consumer mindset. One of them is a corporate mindset. Are you spending your own money or are you spending a budget for someone else? And there's a a couple of thoughts there. So one of them in particular is, I'll start on the consumer side. Um, And we're very serious about this, is that one of the things, if somebody is struggling with price, one of the questions that we coach is, um, it doesn't have to be exactly as the form, but it's in the spirit of, is price the most, is it the deciding factor? Is it the most important issue for you? In my experience, 9 out of 10 people say no. There's other things they care about more than price. What they don't want to do, most people don't want to be a chump. They don't want to overpay for something. But they don't have enough information to understand what the differences are. Part of the reason we're a price leader is that we spend a lot of money to make sure we do things right. Our equipment is maintained, our staff is top notch. I'm not joking, where it's like one of those horrible calls. You can almost laugh about it, where we will get calls from my mom going, This other company canceled my party. She saved $20 um, because the driver was in jail. Who are you hiring? We do background checks on everybody. What are you, what are you kidding me? Wow. So when you ask about price, is it the most important thing? And honestly, as a business owner, if it really is, I got a list of competitors to send you to. Because in my experience, people that price is really more important than anything else, those customers are extremely difficult to please. They have usually a really tough mindset. So I'm happy to connect them with somebody else and they can go frustrate each other. People that are focused on, I want to have an unforgettable experience for my kid that I can count on that will be dependable, will be low stress, and will be professional. We can serve that need. We can help you because we invested in the resources and the people to make that happen. If you have an expectation that there's going to be a game truck showing up, in front of your house on a Saturday to have a great party with a great coach and the latest video games, we're in. But that means we have the latest video games. That means we've got great staff. That means that truck is maintained and fully insured. And all of those things happen. And we make those investments so that we can meet that expectation. So the simple thing for me is getting clear with the customer. Is price the most important element? And if it is, we have a solution for you, but if you're, it isn't price, we want to know what it is. What is most important to them? And chances are we've got it nailed and we've got it covered because we've been doing this for 10 years. We know actually 16 years. Yeah. We know what parents care about most. That's going to deliver a memorable party. And that's what we have invested in. And so we charge a fair price to deliver that experience. Corporate's really interesting and a little different. And it's similar along the range of price, but sometimes the markets speak to this better. it's holding your ground because I have absolutely seen this where they want the price to come down because they want to negotiate because it's part of their job and as soon as you lower the price, they order more stuff because they're going to spend their whole budget. They almost never they come in like a dollar or two under budget. Nobody comes in half under budget. And so part of that becomes sort of a knowing the value of what you represent, what's really important to them, and a little bit of standing your ground and being aware that, you know, I'm going to, I'm valuable. My time is valuable. What we're delivering to you is valuable. I understand. Um, I, I think the biggest thing we do is we do want our customers in the corporate to feel like a hero for their boss. And the easiest way for them to feel like a hero is, oh, they saved a bunch of money. But there's other ways to look like a hero and the other way to look like a hero is making sure they know how to share with their peers their boss the rest of their network what a great value they scored and how we're going to serve them because a corporate event is radically different than a birthday party and making that difference super clear and making them understand that you know they're going to get walkthroughs they're going to get better planning the contract process We have to really adapt to meet what a corporate needs, which is very different than a birthday. I mean, birthday, we're on site five minutes before the party starts, maybe 10, and like a smoke bomb, we're gone. Corporate needs something very different. Oftentimes, we have to go in and set up hours before the event um, so that when people come in, and then we have to wait hours after the event to break down and take off. So there's a lot of different things that happen around corporate events and helping them understand the value they're getting for the price they're paying Like we may sell one corporate event and it would block out our entire day. We can't do another thing that day. So what have they really purchased? Not a couple hours of game time. They've taken us offline for the entire day. It's basically like reserving the entire bar. Um, And Consequently, there's a cost associated with that. And so helping people see the value is probably one of the biggest things we can do when we come up with price objections because our goal is to help them get what they really want. A great event they can count on, and most often, price is secondary. They just want to make sure they're not being taken advantage of and they're not overpaying. So helping make sure they're comfortable, they know the full value they're getting is the best way to overcome price objections, in my experience.
1: Oh, that's
0: awesome! Thanks, Scott and Stacy. How about you on the consumer side? what's What's your uh, what's your thoughts on uh, handling and overcoming price objections?
2: I have to add to Scott, Scott handled it beautifully. It's on average, it's typically based per head, just the same as any other uh, options that are out there for, for parents to host birthday parties.
4: Awesome. So We're competitive with the other things that they would do at the same price when you divide mm-hmm. the price by the number of kids at the party.
2: It's Absolutely.
4: Awesome.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Um, so Mark, uh, you know, same thing. What What do you have to say in response to what Scott kind of said there? Do you have any, anything to add to, to what he had to say?
1: Uh, from, from no, I mean, Scott hit the nail on the head. Um, and him and I have talked about this in the past. And one of the reasons why I, I stay with Game Truck and I love it so much is I'm, it's easy to have the confidence that I need to take the objections, listen to the client, understand where they're coming from, but stay firm in our convictions because we know that we're going to be able to deliver a party that they're not simply not going to be able to get elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the other things on the corporate side, you know, 85 to 90 percent of the research is done prior to the call. The consumer these days has a lot more of their own research prior to calling the salesperson because the information is so readily available. Um, what that means to me is they've done 85, 90% of the research and they've stuck with Game Truck as their preferred vendor. Um, and why would we bend if the research that they've done um, all leads them to believe that Game Truck's the place to be and the party that we deliver will be top notch, will be professional, will show up, will deliver and uh, we'll hold our end of the bargain. And it's a testament to our corporate sales. We have more repeat clients than we don't have one-time clients. So um, it's just conviction in who we are as a company.
0: Awesome, well, that's that's really well stated really well said. Thank you, Mark, appreciate that. Hey Kat, how are, how are you? What's going on? How are things?
3: I am good. I'm learning so much from Scott and Stacy and Mark. Um, this has been a great, like, special segment learning how to handle price objections. So this has been super cool.
0: So, uh, so, Kat, have you ever uh, argued with anybody on price? You don't look like you'd argue with anybody about anything. Am I wrong there? Do you do you argue on price at all, or
3: <laughs> I am a very passive person. Okay, okay, um, all right. to a fault, to a fault.
4: <laughs> well, so, uh, so, you're, so, actually, you're gonna... I wanted to ask Kat something special. Yeah, please and, do. Um, let's, let's ask Kat Because something. she go did on. something really interesting. And it's sort of a so we've talked a lot about individual franchises selling birthday parties, selling corporate events. Um, but Mark is also involved in our partnerships. And Kat, you got to go out and do something that I think only Game Truck can do. Is we often sell partnerships with other companies that bring business to our franchise owners, like We, where did you go recently? You went to, you went to Ohio. What was that all about?
3: Um, So I was lucky enough to go to Ohio for our uh, partnership with Nintendo and Keebler. Um, So that was absolutely amazing. We parked at different Kroger's and had people come into the truck um, to play Mario Kart for, you know, that focus on family fun. So that was just super, super cool to be a part of that and work with our local franchises there.
0: Keebler what's what's this what's this all about Give us a little rundown of, uh, of how a partnership with Keebler and Nintendo would work Can you can you tell us a little bit about this partnership and, and what the promo is right now
3: yeah so right now um, Keebler has special Mario Kart cookies they are the little power-ups uh, so if you buy a pack of these cookies you get entered in to win a game truck party for you and your friends
0: anywhere and- in the United States cat anywhere? Yeah,
2: anywhere these yep. no, I no, was trying to anyway. show I actually <laughs> have, have a pack.
4: We have committed. There will be a game truck, truck party. Got
2: a pack. Yep. I actually have a pack of cookies. She's got, got a, a pack. pack Let's see show. it. wait a second wait. Throw it up. There they are. It's, yes, this is our And the it's fun, a cookie. right there it's on a the on Cookie. Yep. It's right here. Um gives you details. Show the know. side. It is a special, it's a limited edition Rocky Road Fudge Ooh. Stripe Cookie yes. by Keebler. That's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> but you uh yeah, you purchase a pack of this, a pack of these cookies. Um and like Kat was saying, I didn't mean to interrupt, I just had the pack of cookies. Oh no, you're good. They're like- sitting yeah. right on your oh,
0: desk. I'm sure they're not getting eaten at all. I'm sure you're not doing any kind no, of dinner in the show.
2: No, actually, uh, this is my second package. All already right, uh, all right. I've already, we've already eaten the one package. This is for display only. Okay. Um, sentimental, <laughs> sentimental thing. <laughs> we'll,
0: we'll see how long that lasts, we'll but okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Kat, so, so tell us a little bit about that experience when you're going around and meeting people and uh, having them come in. Tell us a little bit about how that went for you.
3: Yeah, so we were able to get a lot of people who have never seen a game truck before. So it was really cool to watch um, moms and dads walk in um, and just be blown away by the inside of one of our trucks because it's something they've never seen before. And to see just the kids' faces light up because when they walk in, they begin to imagine all of the really fun, cool things that they could do with their friends on the truck. So just watching people's eyes get big, it was, it was amazing.
0: That is awesome. That is absolutely awesome. And, and we're so happy that you're able to, uh, to, to experience that. And, uh, yeah, really, uh, really appreciate all the hard work you do for us, obviously on the marketing team and telling our story definitely helps Stacy and Mark out when, uh, you know, we have someone like you on our team that can, that can help do that. And again, as I said earlier, it's, it's really great. Um, and I'm going to kind of go here a little bit more so we can all be seen. It's really great to have a team like this, you know, where we've got, you know, we've got a visionary like Scott we've got, a, we've got, you know, marketing team members, we've got an operations team, a, you know, a financial team, you know, everybody working together like a well-oiled machine to, you know, bring the most, uh, you know, awareness and, uh, obviously value to our consumer and our fans. We have some really amazing fans out there and just being a part of this family, that's really what we are is, uh, it's just been, it's been phenomenal. So, Uh, You know, just want to let anybody who's thinking about dipping their toe into becoming a franchise owner. This is the place to be. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Let's call a spade a spade. And Mark, you can you can agree with me here. It is uh, you know, there are not a lot of franchise options out there. I mean, you know, you know, Jersey Mike's is uh, all over the place. You know, Jimmy John's is everywhere. You know, Chick-fil-A, you can't buy one of those franchises. I truly believe deep down we are the next big growth uh, growth franchise that, 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 you know, you, you really want to get into this now because in the next three to five to 10 years, we are going to be selling out all of our territories So it's an opportunity. I think that, uh, anybody watching this right now or listening, uh, on your favorite little podcast, come join our family, come be a part of this because, you know, we're growing something great. And, uh, we'd love to, we'd love to chat with you. I know Mark is, is running our franchise sales right now. Uh, We'd love to love to get you on the phone. We'd love to talk to you a little bit more about the opportunity that, you know, to 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 be a to be a mayor, as Stacey said, a mayor of your town. You know, you're you're the video game truck guy. I mean, I remember one time one of our best owners, David Schwartz, I'm going to go a little bit in story mode here. David Schwartz, uh, he's our our Long Island owner. I remember he said he said I was a I was a lame dad until I became a game truck owner. (laughs) He's like now, you know, all my kids at school, you know, they're like, yeah, my dad runs the game truck, and it was like, oh, my dad's cool, you know, because he's running game truck. You know, so yeah. you want to be a cool dad, you want to be an awesome parent, you want to be somebody that you know that wants to give memories to children, you know, and not just children. Now we're we're running corporate events, you know, team building, you know, helping companies continue to grow and evolve. Come be a part of the game truck family. Um, we appreciate you tuning into this episode. I'm gonna sign off for Cat, Mark, Stacy, and Scott. Thank you, everybody, for uh, for your time, for coming on and joining us today. We will see you next month with another great edition of Grow with Game Truck. See you, everybody.